Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a slave. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail i'm b and we thank you for returning to listen to our wonderful thoughts of mind and to begin the process tonight we're first before we get to our topic we're going to do as usual our moments of gratitude b why don't you go first i went first last week what i did remember i missed the d (laughs) I like keeping score. Yeah. (laughs) I went first last week. Okay. All right. So that means I can go first now. Yay. (laughs) It's not that I run out of things of gratitude, but I don't want to get emotional every time. But I guess the thing that I, and it's really kind of a, not dumb thing, but I am grateful to have a job and have health insurance. I mean... Because having broke my toe, it didn't seem like a big deal, but it turned out to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that I can, um, you know, get physical therapy for it. See, that's it's, a good thing. And it's healing my whole body because they're, they're doing other stuff to help me out. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Good. Um, I want to say that I am grateful for friendships. Um. Throughout this pandemic, this has been one of the, the things that, like, have really gotten me through. Because I'm not going out. Like, I've already resolved in my head. I'm not, whatever's outside is not for me. So I've limited, okay. you know, outside events and any of that. I don't care what if Disney opens up, Rapids open up. I'm not doing it. But in that time, still, I've been able to, like, speak to my friends on a daily basis and family members and things of that sort so i am very grateful um to all my friends out there who you know i laugh with we talk about things however it is i'm grateful for friendships during the time of the rona oh okay your gratitudes always seem better than mine at the time I'm sure there are people who are like, they, you know, they're grateful for their jobs and, and health insurance. insurance. Cause that's a, that's a benefit. And right now, particularly. Mm-hmm. Well, today's discussion is, it came about, trying to make this a longer story than necessary. It came about when I was concerned that my son Julian is doing a cross Midwestern trip. And I was sort of wringing my hands and worry about it. And B just kind of turned to me and said, you know, you're a woman who prays, pray. 
and I and I thought that's so true why have I not resorted to that and, and I'm wringing my hands instead of praying and letting it go mm-hmm. and so then it made me think about things that we needlessly worry about we needlessly stress about and why do we do it why do we have a repetitive pattern of doing it and what can we do or what do people do to work themselves out of worry okay because not everybody's going to have a friend like be that's going to call you on it and say well you're yeah you're a woman who prays pray okay okay um yeah, I'm from the school of, um, this has stuck with me for years, and it's probably like a 10-year-old lesson at this point. Um, I had a former manager of mine who began to, he made me his mentee. So one of the things that he always stressed about, and this had to do more so with business than it did personal life, but it ended up applying to the personal life in ways that I hadn't imagined, which was control your controllables. Mm. You know, focus on the things that you can focus on. And not to say that, you know, I don't worry about things or focus on things that, you know, kind of get me away from where I need to be. But I always try to remember, like, I have to control my controllable. And most of the time, the controllable is me and how I move about the world. Um, I really can't influence other people okay. to do what I want them to do, or I can't, you know, change the world so that we're COVID free. Um, but I can, you know, speak to people in the way that, you know, with friendships and reaching out to them, you know, or it could be living in a world that is COVID filled with COVID. And I've made the resolve regarding COVID and worrisome is that like, I'm not going this anywhere this year. And I've made that as a resolve very early on. So again, it's more so for me controlling your controllables. Well, and I, I kind of thought about it in, in other ways too. Part of it is your brain. Everything's your brain for the most part. We can train ourselves to worry, not to worry. But I think a partnering with our worrying is, I can't, for me, I think it was, I couldn't control what I wanted him to do. Yeah. That's that's the, I couldn't control that. (laughs) I wanted him to just, do what I wanted him to do, and that just wasn't feasible. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of the the whole process of when, sometimes when people worry about things, it's things you can't control. Pretty much. Because if you could control it, you would fix it and move on. Pretty much. You wouldn't be worrying about it. Well, I mean, still, I, I still think that people still worry about the things that they can fix on um personally but it's you know sometimes it's really hard to take the action because you can't get out of your own head 
and you can't get out of your own way. So it's not always about applying that to someone else. Sometimes it's even applying it to yourself. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's the truth of the matter in it. And I was looking at um, an article that spoke of ways people resolve worry. Some people worry about things and then they'll, they'll drink. Some people are exercise freaks. Some people eat their worry. Mm-hmm. Some people shop their worry. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are the things, then things get out of hand. So whatever your initial worry was, now you got these other things laid on it. Yeah. And then you may, it's like a, it's sort of like a track. You're running down the track, grabbing things along the way to try to resolve your issues. Uh, I have to say for myself, it may, I may have used even dating or men to try to, okay, if, if I have a man in my life, the rest of my world should be perfect because there's a man. That's never true. (laughs) Trust me. Never worked out to be true. They have been the hope. But, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's done that. And then there's the shopping thing where you shop like a fiend, thinking if I buy nice things or I'm surrounded by nice things. That's why the, the thing of us being grateful in the beginning, I, I mean, Yes, I, I buy my health insurance, but without a job, I couldn't afford to buy it, nor would I be afford, even afford it at some level to the level that I'm receiving it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's, a, that's something I can't control. If I lose my job, I couldn't control it. No. No. So, and it's, I think people spend too much time trying to, Fix things, control, even the fixing of things. I was reading up how people try to fix stuff and it makes it worse. Yeah, you know, whatever's going to happen, quite frankly, this is me speaking from my own experience is that, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Like, um, there are some things that I see in a very realistic way. Like mm-hmm. this is a fact. I'm not sure if y'all paying attention to global warming. And you know, those are like, when you speak about it, it seems all doomsy. But at the same time, knowing I can't stay worried about the fact that this, we continuously get hotter on earth every year since two months before I was born. So I can't stay worried about the future because there are things and processes that were already in place that even as an individual, I can't change, Right. you know? So, but at the same time, I think for me, it's about being present in the moment. You know, I I could worry about what I could do 10 years from now. And I'm hoping that I am still around and the world is a better place and we're moving forward to fix it. But I can't stay in that state of anxiety now about it, nor can I ruminate to the past and, you know, curse the world who did not protect the future, you know? And now that you say be in the present or mindful, in the time special edition of the science of happiness 
new discoveries for a joyful life. The interesting thing about this magazine, um, we purchased a copy like a year ago. It was probably two years ago. Okay, two. And I was in the line at the supermarket and I thought, oh, this is a new book. It was the same one. And it appears not to really be updated other than the date they printed it. <laughs> what if they changed the edition? <laughs> <laughs> they it's, changed page 46 yeah, and then uh, made it a new edition. Actually, they, uh, they didn't even change the page numbers. That was even funnier. Mm. Yet, I bought it. That's a bookstore joke. But the in it, it has the seven reasons to be mindful. And mindfulness, I don't think people understand what that means. Mindfulness is being in the present, mm -hmm. being grateful for what's in that moment, mm -hmm. and you know, not not looking around your house and going, "Oh, I live in an expensive house," and look at my nine thousand dollar couch. That that's that's not mindfulness, knowing how much you paid for stuff and how wealthy you are. That's keeping tabs. And that's not going to take away the worry because hopefully it's actually paid for and you're not making note. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I liked about it is said to be mindful, be in the moment, it lowers your stress, you get better sleep, it relieves pain, you'll get sick less often, you'll upgrade your diet, it can help with some medical issues. It will mellow your kids. Now, I'm pretty sure out of those seven things, we can all find one that we would really like to hang our hat on. Mm -hmm. And if being mindfulness would do that for you, why do you not want to learn more about this and practice this? I think part of it is that people don't know. And part of it is that it's some. It, again, it's, Sometimes for some people, it's really hard to get out of your own way and to get out of your own head. And, you know, sometimes when people are worrying, they could be worrying about ways that they might get more insight into that problem. You know what I mean? So if I worry about it, I can figure out like this caused that, which caused this, or, you know what I mean? So they, they feel like, staying in that moment helps them to get past the moment. Meanwhile, five hours have gone by and you could have done something else in the, in the realm of being mindful to say, you know what, let me just leave this right here for now and do something else, you know, and that oh, like just pick it up later on the head, the, the whole thing with, with Julian. And I, I hope he's, well, he knows I'm his mother. Um, <laughs> okay. We were discussing his trip, and so I was pulling out all the stops to try to get him to change the trip. I was bringing the race car, the things that are going on. Are you crazy? You're traveling during a pandemic. Do you not understand what you're doing? All of these things, and you know, if anything happened to you, you would break your mother, and then there came the flow of the tears. Which Julian, it has never mattered to him how much I've cried. Okay. He just goes, okay, I'll talk to you later. He learned that from me with my mother. So, ugh. And he's controlling his controllable at that moment. Right. He's and taking so himself he, out of the situation. He, we got off the phone and I, I, I don't know. I didn't feel any better. I don't know what he felt. But 
And then I came back, I thought about it, and it was shortly thereafter you said to me the thing about praying. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I just went up and I prayed about it. And for me, I can release something in prayer and hopefully I don't go back and snatch it back off the altar. Oh, okay. I tried to, to leave to it. To let there. it go. And I found that I felt better. I don't know what he felt because I, I didn't talk to him anymore. I was like, ah, I'm going to just let that go for the moment. And then I focused on things around me that needed my attention. Mm-hmm. And then I felt better. Yeah. I want to say like the beginning of the pandemic when it was like we first shut everything down and I'm like a preparation queen. I'm like, we have to prepare for everything. So <laughs> I that's I was another. I have to give her some real special therapy about that. That's another topic about, <laughs> but like, that's another conversation about preparation. Oh. We'll we'll do another topic about that. But you know, that's when like Trump and his task force were on the news, and it was just like a rotation of us not knowing what to do. And I felt myself beginning to be worried and beginning to be anxious about like wanting to sit down and see what's going on. And at the same time, if I, what I ended up doing was, I think we did puzzles. Yeah. We did puzzles. We painted. There were a bunch of different things. And I know that first weekend I kind of just set my phone away from me. And tried not to watch the news because even then, if that happened in March, we're going into August. So I would have sat in that. And what are the options? Nothing's really changed. Nothing's really changed. So it was just, again, for me, not to say that, you know, distractions sometimes can be a good or a bad thing. But knowing that, again... To say, I'm going to focus on something else. And if I have time to come back around to this particular worry, I can manage it in a way because it hasn't consumed me. Right. And I let things consume me. If things don't go the way that I think they should, I I become so involved in how can I fix it. Ah. I want to be a fixer. And I think that's why I do well as a manager, because I want to fix things. Mm-hmm. And I, there are no bounds. I have no boundaries in fixing something at work. First off, it's not my money. And, <laughs> but I will fix it to make the company the company look good to the customer. Mm-hmm. And so I have, and I sometimes drag that same thing into my personal life, and I overstep my bounds. Yeah, which is, again, part of it is mindfulness, like knowing when to switch on and off and knowing, you know, some people have triggers. Like, to me, I don't care what Donald Trump has to say. There's nothing that this man can say that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm disgusted by what he said. Like, I know whatever he's going to say is probably nonsense. So I don't worry about the things that he says. It, It just can't hit me in that way because... I already know his stupidity is a trigger for me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just know certain things are just like, okay, this is what you're doing. I ain't going there with you. Okay. I'm not going there with you. I'm going to leave you or it where you are. 
And I'm going to focus on that because sometimes you're dragged into it inadvertently by, you know, not recognizing that this stuff upsets you. And then it occurs when you could have walked away. And now you're in the situation, caught up in the drama of it, caught up in the drama of whatever it is that's going on. And once you get caught up, sometimes it's hard to pull out. Pretty much. It's like the undercurrent is taking you. Pretty much. Pretty much. And the harder you fight, the more the current takes you. Yeah. Now, one of the things in studying this that I kind of learned was that resilient people are probably the most successful people. That makes sense to me. And anybody can be a resilient person. Mm Mm-hmm. But you first have to recognize what you're doing. Again, that's the mindfulness of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there are some tips to be resilient. Develop a core, a set of beliefs that nothing can shake. Yeah. Whether it's your faith in God, going to church, being with groups, reading, yoga. I don't care what your faith is. I don't care what it is. Find one thing that you bank on. And that's where you stay. That you hold it to be true. It can't be money. Don't let it be so much of a material thing either. Because that can go away and then what do you have? Mm. So try to find something that's going to be your brick. Try to find meaning in whatever stressful or traumatic thing has happened. No matter what it is, there's some reason you're going through it. Yeah, and you know to pause there if you have a trusted friend that you can talk to by all means talk to them because you you sometimes it's not just enough for you to set it to the side sometimes it's okay to speak to someone else because they may have a little nugget of wisdom that you're blind to or you know if you can do it and you have the means to do so seek a therapist as well, you know, because there are some things that the unpacking of it will require you to have someone to kind of hold your hand and make it not be so much of a trauma to you again. You don't want to re-traumatize yourself about things that may have... Keep going back, keep going back. Exactly. Like digging it up. Yeah, so if you have a friend that or friends that you can talk to and you trust, that are reliable and give you sound good information you know that's part of the reason why friendships to me are like i'm grateful for it because they are and then i i don't shy away from the fact that i've started therapy and it helps as well for someone else who objectively doesn't know you from a can of paint but has the necessary tools to help you get over some of the things that may worry you or may put you in a spot where you're held up and try to maintain a positive outlook take cues from someone who is especially resilient a good friend mm-hmm. therapist um, if your parents are still alive your parents they're always good because they're going to be your rock mm-hmm. they're going to look out for you don't run from things that scare you. Face them. Yeah. And I think for me, 
Um, I've done a couple of things that people are like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I got me. I got me. Like, the scariest things that I've done um, have always benefited me the most. Or they were something that I could learn from. So, I don't know about you, but for me, most of the things that I'm like, I never thought I could do that. When you get on the other side of it and you realize that you have and you've excelled at it, it's so rewarding. And in my life, I have done like the craziest things that people be like, you're going to do what? Mm -hmm. And I just like sling on a backpack and jump off the side of the mountain. And I think part of that, hopefully it's all going to work out. I'm either going to crash and die and then I'm in heaven or I'm going to float across. And that's part of it going back to it being about faith. Whatever it is that you believe in probably will be the thing to kind of hold you through whatever it is. Like I, I would say I have a very high self-esteem and I, I really do believe that I am capable of a lot of things. I know what my weaknesses are, but at the same time, the things that I believe that I am good at I know to go ahead and try to expand on that I can agree with you you do have a rather high self-esteem of yourself no problem in a very good way no problem (laughs) I'm fine with it I love me (laughs) to reach out for support when things go haywire and we've said that all Mm -hmm. along learn new things as often as you can I call it a toolbox or your tool belt Get as many things on your tool belt that you can use as you walk this life. Yeah. Learn as many new things about things. And you don't have to learn them to where you're the professional. But learn them enough that they can be useful in your life. Yeah. I think I I had to kind of reckon with that because there was a... I do want to go back to school eventually to get my doctorate. And that was one of the things that... I discussed, um, which I was like, I don't know what I want to do, and I don't know what I want to get it in, and I don't know, and I don't know. But the thing that I had to realize is that, first of all, you're, after I got my master's degree, I don't think I read for like a year or two because I had read so much during yeah, that yeah. time portion that I, I had to think about it like, just learn for fun. Find something that you like and you learn for fun with whatever that is. And I also like the practical side of it. You need to learn how to, I mean, my grandmother could, I don't know that she could build a house, but I have faith in her that she could. She taught me about plumbing, heaters, changes. I was, I'm not afraid if the pipe bursts. Mm-hmm. Okay, turn the water off, find out where that happens, and and I, I'm not the plumber. I can't fix, people don't call me up and ask me to fix their plumbing, but if something goes wrong, I, I'm, I can kind of attach myself to it and get it to where I can get the professional. If the car breaks down, sewing, just these daily little things that you don't think about. Yeah. That you just, and sometimes we don't, we're not training our kids to that anymore because it's not attached to a computer. Yeah, or, you know, for the most part, we've um, we've 
contracted those things out to right. other people. And lo and behold, we're coming to the day where we may have to do them ourselves. <laughs> yeah, hey. Well Everything said. comes full circle. Find an exercise regimen you'll stick with. Still looking for one. Don't beat yourself up or dwell on your past. And still working on that. And the last thing I really like, recognize what you're uniquely strong in and own it. Yeah. And I, I don't think people spend enough time figuring that out. It's hard. I think it's, it's hard. I think even that is a privilege within itself to be able to find things that you, because you, you have to have the time to do it too. So even that is that. But I mean, uh, for me, a lot of the times I question my own thoughts. Like, where did that thought come from? Why do you not think you're enough? Why do you think it's going to go bad? What's the worst that's going to happen? And back to your saying, I'm kind of dark. So whenever I think, what's the worst that could happen for me is is that I could die. You know, and the best that could happen is that I'll fly. So, you know, what's the worst? See, I don't think that is dark. To me, that's just reality. Yeah. I, I don't mind stepping off that cliff. And I think, for me, it rounds me back to the... I'm not sure how to start it, but um, the, one of the tips in resilience was develop a core set of beliefs that nothing can shake. And for me, I guess that would be the prayer, to be able to pray, to attend church, to be part of an organized group like that. That helps me be more stable and you know rock steady and grounded and grounded so when things come along i don't pick at them needlessly and i guess i had stepped away from it in that moment worrying about because julian's my baby and uh and you brought me full circle to it by saying to me you're a praying woman you know, why was not not doing a thing that is my stability? Mm-hmm. That's my core thing to do. And in getting ready for this, I also looked up some things about prayer and about, you know, statistically they say about 48% of Americans pray. And the things that they pray for are quite interesting. Um, they pray for people who have mistreated them. They pray for their enemies. They pray to win the lottery. They pray for success in something you most, almost with no effort that you should just get it. (laughs) No one to find out a bad thing they did. God to avenge someone who has hurt them or a loved person. Their favorite team to win, which always baffles me. If we're both praying for a different team, then who's the winner? Um, bad things to happen to a bad person, finding a good parking spot, that's like on the list, not getting caught speeding, success in something you know won't please God, someone's relationship to end so I can have that person, someone to get fired, and someone to fail. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) They say when they ask people what they pray for, 
this is what they told them. And this oh, is from okay. Lifeway. I, I, I read that and I thought, really? And basically, you though, know this what? Is Speaking Americans. about worrying, I think a lot of the times, if we could, a lot of the times people worry about the wrong things. And that's why they pray these crazy prayers yeah, too like, for people. Yeah. Somebody did you wrong and I'm going to pray that something happens to them. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you. Yeah, I think a lot of the times, and I think I say this a lot, like it might just be up there with other, you know, sayings that I say a lot. But, you know, a lot of times we worry about the wrong thing. You worry about, like, someone else's success instead of worrying about your own. You're worried about, you know, a celebrity doing something in their relationship. Meanwhile, your relationships are falling apart. Like, again, it's always, it's, it's a pivot. And I, I guess that to ex an extent is a distraction. But that's also like being able to recognize and say, in this moment, what do I need to fix the most? And one thing that I've learned is to kind of, I'm like a goal setter. Like I, I prepare a lot, but I'm always like, what's my next goal? And what's my next goal? You know? Mm -hmm. And even with that, some of the things that are the goals, which you're trying to attain and trying to have fulfilled, however they are, you have to readjust it because it ends up being that damn worrisome. So being able to say, you know, this goal that I am trying to attain right now is bringing me too much stress and too much worry that I need to go ahead and reevaluate if this is the best for me. And that goes back to the resilience thing of being a more resilient person will draw you away from worry because when you find that happening where I'm just so focused on this, find your peace. Where's your peace? Where's your positive thinking? Bring that back in to get you centered back to center and away from the left or right or the up or down where you're making yourself absolutely nuts. And I think a lot of the time we worry because a lot of us are coming from a place of scarcity. Like we don't have enough, so we want to get it. And so we are willing it and worrying about things because we're coming at it from a place of I'm not enough. And so now you're overcompensating to make it enough. And I think sometimes we have a worry and we sit down, make our little list. And this is what I need. I, if I change this, change that, do this, do that, then this thing should not be a worry. Well, what you've done is just try to control the worry in your own way. And all those, then those things may or may not work because they still aren't your happy place. Because you haven't found what your happy place is. You're still trying to fix the worry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, again, I'm from the line of drop it. If it can be dropped. There are certain things that, again, my my understanding, I, I saw the quote a while ago, and it's always stuck with me, is that worrying is premature grief. So you're giving yourself grief about something that may or may not occur. 
And either way, what's going to happen will be. And if you worry about it and it does come, you're still not prepared because you spent your time worrying. Yeah, you, you've gre you're, you're giving yourself a double grief. Right. I'm just worried about this and here it is. What do I do? Well, I don't know. If you didn't spend like the last two days worrying about it, you might have been ready. Yeah. Or longer in some cases. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many of my friends pray for a husband? And how many of them have men that come into their lives and they pick them apart? They're not prepared for a husband. You want one, but you're not prepared. You're not willing to share your closet, share your house. You're not willing to change maybe your cooking habit. They have to fit like little modules into your world. Well, that doesn't happen. It just never happens. So you, you gotta be able to change if you wanna stop being in a state of worry, a state of stress, a state of depression, a state of unhappiness. You have to be able to change the pattern of how and why you stay in the land of worry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I do agree. And I, this is just Berlene speaking. I know that everyone cannot function in this way. But for the most part, you know, I don't care what people think. I really don't. I, I truly don't. Like, there are a few select people where I'm like, you know what? I care what you think. And that to me is liberating in itself because I'm not worried about how they perceive what I'm doing. Yes. So that's like a, a yes. worry before the worry. Before like you're already you too. <laughs> Yeah, like you're already worried about you the programmed yourself to be prepared to worry. Yes. So you're like worried about whatever the thing you need to do is what it is what that is. And then you're worried about how other people will perceive you doing the thing that you are doing. And you have yes. to have some sort of faith within yourself to say, you know what, despite other people looking at this and not understanding with it and not agreeing with it, so long as it's not hurting anyone, you know what I mean? Um, you got to be okay with not caring about what other people think as well. And about I think a lot actions, of us... Your thoughts, your words. And that's what I liked about that, this list of people, what they prayed for. It's interesting because not, not one of them really was praying for themselves, praying for their health. They're praying for some, somebody else, something else. Not, it's not a personal thing. Yeah. And it should be, how can I, not should be, but you would hope that they're trying to, their focus isn't on what that other person is or is not doing. Their focus should be, what am I doing? How can I do it better? Mm -hmm. How can I be a better person? How can I not worry? Yeah. That, that's a health issue right there. The more time you spend worrying, your health is at risk. Yeah. It takes you out of the moment of now. You're missing what's going on now. You're, you're walking down the street worrying about stuff and you miss that beautiful flower that's just about ready to open. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a beautiful thing to see that. Yeah. We're missing that. The clouds that are moving in wonderful formations. Mm -hmm. We're missing that because, and you know what? 
how many people have taken pictures of worry that you go, wow, that's a great shot? I of worry? Hang that. Right. Have you ever seen a picture of worry hanging on the wall? Scream. <laughs> <laughs> the scream one looks, he looks so worried. But outside of that, you don't see, you don't go in the galleries and see, well, where, where's the room for the worry pictures? They have like sculptures that look very like, like but, life But they're is not tough. the focus of your visit there. That's oh. not what you go to see. <laughs> you know, you're going for some uplifting. And, and I just don't, I think that we really got to get past that. And you had a quote, my grandmother used to always say to us, if you're going to worry, don't pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. Ah, good one. Good one. Yeah, keep the faith. Find things that you can do, you know, find, be very mindful. Again, sometimes the TV and the radio and the news can just feed into whatever the anxiety of the day is and on top of what your anxieties are that you're going to go through in your personal life. So if you can be mindful of what you absorb and what you let into your home um, and into your brain, um, I think that's a great way. And, you know, readjust your goals. If, if it's something that you were worried about and you just can't fulfill it for X, Y, and Z reasons, it's okay to let it go for now or forever if that's the way it is and then work back to it if you can and make the necessary adjustments for it and question your thoughts you know self-esteem work on your self-esteem and the things that you believe that you can do because if you believe that you're worthy yes and if you believe that you can do it you're pretty much unless there are physical limitations and considering mental limitations as well you're pretty much unstoppable. You're ahead of the game. And again, also having something that you can falter, falter to as a truth. You know, that this is my truth. And I think we'll all do better about it. And then, you know, controlling your controllables, which is, to be honest, yourself. And just so our listeners know with Julian and his family, yes, they did go on the road trip. We chatted in a very amiable way. And I remembered something about this young man. I raised him to be thoughtful, prayerful, and to look at all angles of things. And he does. He's a really smart young man. And for a minute, I forgot that he wasn't 12 and I'm not in charge and I let him be in charge of his life and they're staying in touch, they're having a great time and they're being safe and healthy as they travel. Oh, well, I wish them safe travels. Got a keychain somewhere. I'm good. <laughs> Postcard. <laughs> All right. Thank you and as we always say, be safe, be healthy, be easy, be blessed. Bye. Bye.